looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we are doing a live show in Brooklyn in November. Two shows, back to back, baby. Two back to back. We haven't done Brooklyn in a while. I'm really excited. I feel like over a year. There are a lot of people who we haven't seen yet. Like, who haven't mm-hmm. seen us yet. They're November 23rd. What? They're November 23rd. November 23rd, which no- is not Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is November 28th. November 23rd just sounds like a Thanksgiving date, doesn't it? Like, you hear no. it, you're like, oh, Thanksgiving. No. Does the entire month sound like Thanksgiving to you? I guess just the moment it's in November 20, I just assume it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think you're just, it's like November. You're like, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? I Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah. I can't wait to turn on Home for the Holidays. I cannot wait to make dressing. Home for the Holidays is so fucking good. What is Home for the Holidays? The Holly Hunter, Robert Downey Jr., Anne Bancroft uh, Thanksgiving movie. I've never seen that. What? My Thanksgiving movie is just watching the montage from You've Got Mail where he puts his face into the turkey. There aren't many Thanksgiving movies. It's like Adam's Family Values. It's like Home for the yeah, Holidays. Yeah, it's like any movie that involves the parade. I do love watching the parade on TV. I think that's become a new thing for me to wake up early and watch it because it's so incredibly stupid. It's incredible. Anyway, so while you are knee-deep in the myriad uh, Thanksgiving movies that our culture has to offer, consider coming to see us in Brooklyn at the Bell House on November 23rd. Well, you like know? right before Thanksgiving, like a precursor yeah, like While you're like hyping yourself up for Thanksgiving, come see us. It'll be fun. It'll be so fun. We haven't even planned it yet. It's going to be that fun. Before we started recording, I just want to have this conversation on the air, whatever. It has nothing to do with who's, although it sort of does. Laura Branigan is a who, I would say. Definitely. I was just humming to myself when I was plugging in the mic. And I was like, no, no, no. And Lindsay was like, are you humming Laura Branigan? And now continue the story. No, I mean, I just, the reason why I knew that was Laura Branigan, and it took me a second to remember. I remember the name of the song first, Self Control, right? Mm -hmm. And that was because my parents had a vinyl collection in our basement, and I used to go downstairs and, like, quote unquote, listen to vinyls. But the only vinyl I liked when I first started doing it was the Laura Vanigan's, the Laura Branigan single of Self Control. I don't even think my mom had the whole album, she just had the single. Maybe, like, the B side was also something I listened to, but that was, like, the song, and I was obsessed with it obsessed with it 
and I and thought you, would you listen you would listen to it just like you'd pick up the needle and move it back yeah <laughs> a iconic uh, I- iconic vinyl sound from the Laura Branigan LP so the reason I wanted to save this for the pod is because I also have a very weird vinyl story yeah growing up. oh my god oh my yeah. god I just I just google image searched the the vinyl art and I'm like dying because I haven't seen this since I was a little kid the vinyl song that I used to play all the time on the like when a, a hand-me-down record player that like obviously made more sense when my brother was born in the 70s um, and then my sister got it and it was like a little kids record player yeah and it ended up in my room at one point and I was like what is this like vintage piece of art and there weren't many vinyls in the house by this point my parents had either gotten rid of them or for sure the big boys did not fit on this record player because it was meant for children right so it only fit the little single ones you know what do you call those the 45s the 35s yeah yeah and the one single that i discovered in the collection that i instantly became completely obsessed with and would play and repeat was that's right dion and friends that's what friends are for featuring elton john gladys knight and stevie wow, that's wonder so embarrassing I listened to it over and over and over again. There was one week, I think it must have been a summer, where I was just like, I would not turn it off. And my brother like came into my room, grabbed the record, and then hid it in the house somewhere. And I didn't find it for a long time. Like he just hid it in the house. Well, like, I couldn't play like, it anymore. I can't. He was like, I, I can't. couldn't play. That's what friends are for. He was like, it's I, a, I can't um, hear this anymore. It's a song about like the HIV AIDS crisis. And I was just like, yes, I love it. But you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I'm trying to find the exact vinyl that I had, like the single, because I also played the B-side a lot and thought it was like very important. I think Laura Branigan <laughs> also had a song called Gloria that I thought was the Gloria, but it's like clearly not the Gloria that we Gloria about. is the one that's used in the Julianne Moore Gloria. But not that Gloria. The original Gloria is used in the original Gloria. But not that Gloria. It, this is not that Gloria. Laura Branigan is the singer of the English Gloria, for sure. She is? Yeah, absolutely. The one that's in the Julianne Moore is Laura Branigan. Absolutely. Really? That's Laura yeah. Branigan? So this is, you were... So I was listening wow. to Gloria, but I was thinking, like, this isn't even that good. Like, self-control <laughs> is like a hit. And, like, Gloria, like, who cares? You didn't care about Gloria? I don't know. I guess I did, but I'm just trying to say, like, I thought self, like, self-control like self was, like, the best song I'd ever heard in my life. Well, I mean, it is hard because your name has two syllables and Gloria's three, so it's hard to insert yourself into the Gloria narrative. So did you self... You don't have that. You don't have... Well, I just picture myself as Gloria, but I mean... Oh, I, wow. She really is the singer of Gloria. <laughs> That's what I just said. I know, but I didn't believe you. She- <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, justice for self-control, which is like a better song. <laughs> just kidding. It's not. Okay. Let's start with some comments. This is Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, concerns, um, your knowledge. Sometimes we just take your knowledge and we I play them. take your knowledge. And we comment on them. You can call in at 619-WHO-THEM and we might play your call. But for the time being, we're going to play these calls. And this is the first one. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, pause the episode because I needed you to know that I had a little bit of Joe Curie intel. So one of my friends was actually at that Chanel dinner. Before the pictures of him came out, she told me she saw him there, and she was like, oh, he looks great, um, and his hair looks great. And then later I see the pictures, and I called her. I was like, excuse me, were you blind? Like, he looks terrible. 
And she was like, oh, my God, he didn't look like that when I saw him at all. She's like, maybe he just pushed his hair down for the photos, but then, like, after the red carpet, he was able to just push it back up, and it doesn't look that different. So, I don't know. Personally, my fingers are crossed that this was just, like, a styling moment and not a really, really bad haircut. Um, anyway, remember, women don't belong in blue man groups. Baloo man group okay so she what she is saying is that at this party in which Joe Geary was photographed looking crazy um that the hair was like this weird like way that it had been styled not a haircut and it was he he once he brushed those weird bangs back up into his like big quaff it looked normal I do believe this although I've not really seen any photos like post hair snafu to confirm yeah and the and the top it does just look shorter i'm sure it looks better when he pushes it back but it still looks like the result of a very drastic cut you know yeah i wonder if he's been spotted like so hollywood life has photos of them from uh september 18th which is yesterday joe keery gets his gorgeous long hair back <laughs> gets it back after shocking bull cut and shops with girlfriend um micah monroe um and in this photo he has he looks like his normal haircut is back so wow i would say it's just it was just styling the whole time the power of styling yeah good to know it's okay to know it's, it's okay fine to, to know it's not really good it's to know fun. i would say it's just fine you know, to know. what it's fine to know. Yeah, now you know, and it's fine. I feel fine, and I know. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, a quick legal fact check here. I'm a federal prosecutor. Just listening to your segment about Felicity Huffman. You said she only got 14 days, so maybe she'll only serve one or two. Um, federal sentencing is different than state sentencing. You actually serve the time you're sentenced to. So unless something extraordinary happens, she will serve 14 days. Um, uh, me and Grace. Bye. Hi, guys. This is Sally from Atlanta. So I was listening to your explanation of the Felicity Huffman thing. And, Bobby, you were really close. The reason, so what she's saying is that they, what they brought against her were federal conspiracy charges, which are um, charged under the racketeering act nicknamed Rico, like Rico Suave, also the name of my dog when I originally adopted him. But anyway, for Rico charges, you have to prove not just the conspiracy with one other person, but rather... Um, activity connected to a quote-unquote enterprise, which does require more than just an agreement with one other person. So her lawyers are planning on basically saying, like, you didn't charge her with, like, some state uh, state conspiracy charge under federal law, under RICO law that you charged her with. You cannot prove that she was part of this larger enterprise. The guy was, the guy that she paid off, but she was not. So anyway, I'm sure your Massachusetts lawyer will be able to explain it more accurately but um anyway good for him Bellagram. bye i'm starting to think that Lori's gonna get off no yeah no that's kind of what this so. person is saying yeah i don't think so um so the difference so the big news here is that that felicity huffman is gonna serve actually likely 14 days because it's federal not state charges and you have to usually serve those you don't get off for like get good behavior or whatever in that situation yeah, i saw i saw a tweet that was like wow it's funny that felicity huffman's gonna get like a million dollar book deal to talk about her 14 days in prison i mean truly i mean no, absolutely I mean, she's going to yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Ugh, I'm so sorry. 
I'm, I'm not. complicit. I'm not. Yeah, not because sorry. you're going to read my copy. Sorry, not sorry. Can't wait to read it. What um, will she do in prison? What will she learn? How will <laughs> she change? Okay, next call, please. We don't even need to talk about this more. We, we've. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. I uh, just have to uh, pause the last um, call-in show to talk about Paige Elkington. Uh, she definitely is a hot girl, funny girl, although I genuinely think she is quite funny. Um, but there's a couple other tidbits I thought that you guys might think are really funny to, uh, to know. Um, she's actually not the girl who's being choked in the Jeff Goldblum meme. She's the one smiling. Her other friend is getting choked. Not that that's that important. Um, but she's also, I think she's also great when all of the celebrities were doing that stupid Instagram, like, privacy repost. Um, she made a temporary tattoo of it and posted it on herself and posted it on Instagram. Um, she also dressed up as an Amish girl and went to Coachella. Um, and she, a few years ago, I think she was Fire Festival for Halloween. Check that costume out. It's really funny. Um, anyways, I think she's like actually kind of like adorable. Not Kiki Palmer funny, but like I definitely get a good laugh when she posts. Anyways, um, crunch, crunch. Uh, yep. Bye. I like the, first of all, it's good to know that she wasn't the one being choked. Second of all, Lindsay, I just sent you the fire festival costume. Pretty funny. That's pretty funny. No, I'm. I don't what I do think like, I doubted she was funny. What I, I just, like is like, that this person. The main reason I like this call is because it's just a very genuine fan of this who, yeah. who's like, here is my encyclopedic knowledge of this yeah. person. I really just like her, and I just wanted to come to her defense. She's funny. Sure. And I think that's sweet. I mean, oh, like a hot funny girl doesn't get. No, somewhere if she doesn't have fans on Instagram, you know, like clearly people like her and, you know, love that she's not being the one choked because like truly those girls look the exact same to me. The they look exact the same. same. They look the same. The exact same. Hey, um, women can be in the blue man group, um, but there are like specific height requirements. So um, I just looked it up to double check. You have to be between 5'10 and 6'2 to join the blue man group. So it might be harder for women, but. Um, there aren't any gender requirements. I mean, all the characters are male as far as I know, but the the actors don't have to be. All right, me and Greece. So are there blue women? There must be some because there's no, uh, they're not prohibited. You have to be a tall girl now streaming on Netflix. But you can't be, but you can't be too tall. You can't be too tall You can't too be over 6'2". Like I can't be blue man group. Mm, too bad. You've been working so many years on your percussion. I can't I can't be blue man group. That's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm too tall. I so can't either. Six, I mean, I can't either. I'm 5'3". I'm 5'2". <laughs> You're 5'2"? I don't yeah. know how tall anyone is. I'm so much taller than everyone else that I have no sense of... T- everyone's just well, like... Well, you know how tall... If you know how tall you are and you know everyone's shorter, then you know yeah, that's no it. one's your I'm height. I'm just bad at being... Like if I witnessed a murder... I would be I would not be able to give a weight or a height. I'd be like, um, they were wearing Crocs. Like I I might be able to say what they were wearing. You were like I they just were, have, but you would say they were shorter than me, so they're definitely anywhere between so is everyone. four feet and five. The like cigar smoking cop is gonna be like, Oh, big surprise. I like oh, you know. The cigar they were shorter than me, sir. Sir, he was wearing crocs, isn't that enough? So I'm too tall to be a blue man, you're too short to be a blue man. Um we'll never be blue. Which I think is fine. I'm not really missing out, I don't think. I'm not good at percussion. I know that already about myself. So I could never be a blue man, you know? I feel like I could be good at percussion, but I'll never really get the chance to experiment. <laughs> yeah, too in bad. In the world's leading percussion group. Too bad. Remember when you found out that Blue Man Group was about percussion? I'm just saying, I don't think a lot of people know that. Who doesn't know that? That's all they do. 
I, I think people don't know. I think people are like, oh, Blue Man Group, like, it could be anything. And then you show up and you're like, it's mostly percussion. I'm not going to be able to find the clip. It's it's going to be too complicated. But on that episode of The Talk where they were like, Sharon's got a new face. And yeah. then Marie Osmond falls 100 times. Yeah. They also did in like one of the final segments. They were, I guess they do a giveaway every episode or something or every week. And it was like, our first big giveaway of the season is coming up. And it was just two tickets to Blue Man Group. And the audience <laughs> is like, and the audience is like, ah! Wait, that is incredibly funny. It's really funny. and that, But funny. she reveals it. She's like, and we'll find out who's getting two tickets to Blue Man Group. Very funny. Um, women do belong in Blue Man Group. What's... Audiences not in the group. <laughs> What's next? Oh, one more comment. Something we got wrong. Oh, I love getting things wrong. Hi, this is Dan, long time, long time. I'm currently driving literally in Times Square. I might hit a car, I might get hit by a car, I might get pulled over, but I needed to call immediately, post haste. One, I'm fucking loving this episode. You guys have me cracking up with the Oompa Loompa shit. Imagine Michelle Williams as a fucking blueberry, Augustus loop ass going up in this little tunnel tube, has me weak. But I needed to call. Because Girlfriends was on UPN. UPN, UPN, UPN. Rest in peace, UPN. Merged with the WBCW, which obviously you guys know, but UPN. Any, all the black people we know, it was UPN. It got syndicated on DET, so maybe that's where you're getting it from, which I forgive. But I just needed to call because I, I don't know, I felt a guttural impulse to just call and scream, UPN! I love you guys. Women don't belong in balloons. <laughs> Wait, this... UPN. Screaming this about UPN is... This call is coming to take our jobs. Like, this call is like, I'm hosting Who Weekly now. <laughs> Who Weekly hosts Driving by Driving in call. Times Square, screaming about UPN. I love it. BET, did you watch it when it was syndicated, or did you watch it on UPN? Is that why you... I, I only saw it on BET, so I, I saw it late. You saw it syndicated. Okay, yeah. interesting. Right, well, I mean... I wa- I'm trying to remember what I watched on UPN before it got folded, and it was like mostly Buffy. And America's I didn't watch, Next but Top I Model. wasn't a Buffy person. Yeah, I, I, it, mine was UPN. mine only would have been America's Next Top Model. But I think America's Next Top Model was was by the time it was already the WB or the CW. The OG Roswell, right? Well, it depends on how it. Some of these seasons went into the CW world, but then for a while, remember it was like crossover. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people still were like calling it UPN, mm-hmm. but it was. It was the dub, technically the dub. Can can you tell me what UPN stands for? Yeah, because I'm looking at literally what it stands oh. for. The United oh. Paramount Network. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? No, because it just sounds like a corporation, TV corporation name. It's just an awful name for a television channel. Right, because then it, it became the yeah. CW. It was. 2006. Well, WB. WB until 2006. And then, then the it became CW. The CW. Our whole lives, like our contemporary, like our culture origins can be described by upn wb cw like that is mm-hmm. like the, the progression of tv shows that brought you from there to there to there is like how i could describe my entire do you remember when life. i remember when the wb was launched when it was like we're changing yes. from yes. remember the, the frog and it was the frog and it'd be like it's the wb you remember really- that <laughs> and he had the hat and i was like what even as a teen i was like what come on baby watch the wb I was like, as long as Dawson's Creek is like a somewhere, I'm fine. Just get this fucking frog out of here. 
You Ugh. did. I didn't watch Dawson's Creek. That's you know. That's I know it's really on sad. You, but my point is, I remember the switch, and everybody remembers the switch. Where were you when it switched? Where's the <laughs> okay, we need to. The UPN WBCW sort of weird transitions slash overlaps are so bizarre to me. It's just like, no wonder these companies can't figure out streaming. They can't even figure out television when it was happening. Uh, okay. Peacock. All right. Well, <laughs> they should release all WB old WB shows on like Top Hat Frog coming soon to a set top box near you. It's Top Hat Frog. <laughs> you can watch limited episodes of Dawson's Creek, Buffy, and seasons one through three of America's Next Top Model. Streaming now on Top Hat Frog. It'd be great if you could only watch like what UPN had on it airing originally on something. Like <laughs> yes. you didn't get the later seasons when it got transferred. You only got like yes. what was on UPN. Like it, in as far as you're concerned, Dawson's Creek did end after season whatever. Like, you know, Girlfriends did end. It <laughs> never got syndicated or whatever. Teens can't stop watching seasons one through three on, of Dawson's Creek on Top Hat Frog. If it's not on Top Hat Frog, I'm not watching it. Okay. You we need this is Top so... Hat Frog is definitely like nineteen ninety nine a month. They don't oh, know how to price it. Are you it. kidding? It's not affordable. And it comes with a small TV because I had it in my. <laughs> in the, it comes with a small TV that we had in my playroom that faced the computer. Yes, it comes in the other TV. <laughs> are you kidding? The TV that I watched undressed on and married with children. You can only watch it on the TV you watched in 2002. Yeah, the TV was about the size of my 11-inch computer. It sat next to my com- it sat next to my big computer that was bigger than that, and I just was on the computer and watched that little TV UPN all day. Everybody wants the W. Everybody likes the W. Come on, baby, watch the WB. The WB. Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. But I'm. You're not. I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says, "Here's how to save money." It gives you cash back for all types of stores because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over three thousand five hundred stores across every category, including fashion beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into a paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer, and membership is free and easy to sign up. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten. Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. Millie Bobby Brown's notes app apology was particularly bad because she didn't even own up to literally faking washing her face, especially when she goes, hold on, let me go wash it off, and clearly just pauses it and goes back, and nothing happens. Anyway, really bad, especially... Hashtag love and light. All right. Cheers. Bye. I just thought about it. 
thinking about it again as the caller is recounting it is really funny because the she, her pretending to wash it off is like truly give her an Oscar. Wait, but I literally don't know what happened because as soon as I you see... You don't? Well, as soon as I see people are mad at Millie Bobby Brown, I just go, no. I don't want to know. This upsets you me. You do like I just, um, the I hermit feel, crab thing? I you just go ups- inside. I feel upset. Like, I just feel upset. Like, I don't... Because I know she's... I just I feel upset. She's a she's a child. She's a kid. So what did she do? She was promoting the skincare line called Florence by Mills, which is her own brand. Florence, Florence by, Mills. by Mills. I fine. Point just is, say fine she, and move she, on. Fine. So she's uploaded this video to her Florence by Mills YouTube channel, in which she's showing her nighttime skincare routine using her Florence by Mills products. And in the video, which is you know lit badly because it's a youtube video it's used using a front-facing camera so it's not the best quality in the world and there's a part where she like pretends to be using this cream and she rubs it on her face and she does it very like intricately and then she's like oh my god my skin already feels better i love it blah 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 and then people started noticing like there's nothing on her face this is weird why is she pretending to put stuff on her face there's nothing on her fingers and so everyone got mad at her it's really ridiculous she didn't really do anything wrong is she using air millie bobby brown comes under fire over video for her new beauty but was she doing a joke no she wasn't doing a joke (gasps) and as the caller said she didn't even admit that she didn't do it she just apologized so she made a video for her skincare line but she didn't want to use the actual product or something because she was like not will, not wanting to wash her face right now or people like people are saying like oh she didn't use the product because her face is already covered in makeup like she wanted to do the uh, video while she was in a full face okay, but why or it's insane or there's a chance that maybe she just didn't have the time to take off she was doing this between other things because you know she's millie bobby brown she's pretty busy and she just wanted to pretend by miming so they the were lotion. like millie we need this like makeup tutorial video asap to launch your brand exactly and she's like well i'm really busy and i also have a full face of makeup and i can't take it off and they were like well just pretend that's what i think happened i think it was like can you film this really quickly and she was like i'm not sure. even mad at millie no, no mbb because she's she's literally how old i'm we mad need at to stop people, yelling at millie bobby brown but i'm mad at the people like around her like who let her who suggested that yeah. she do this and then watch this video like clearly like she didn't do this herself they watched this video and they were like yes like put cut like put this up i'm mad at her guardians <laughs> guardians of the millie bobby brown galaxy really need to step up because they're preventing her from maintaining like a semi-peaceful childhood so her notes app was i'm still learning to get the best way to share my routines well millie the best way to share your routines is to actually use the product as I get to Again, know the space better, the I'm not an expert. On what? On washing your face? I thought doing a quick video replicating my personal process for video for that night was okay, but that's not what was conveyed. I understand. I appreciate all your feedback on this journey. This makes it sound like she did like blackface. I mean, this is like <laughs> truly a notes app apology for that does not fit the crime. Well, it's also like she's a kid. Everything feels like the end of the world. So, of course, she's taking it seriously. And she's she's set, she's also playing a character who f- regularly faces the end of the world. That's true. You know what I mean? It's just you see these headlines with Millie Bobby Brown and you're like, oh, no, what am I in for? No, I know. And it's That's really never that them. bad. Like last time it was the Drake thing. And it was like, this is not Millie Bobby Brown's problem. We should be yelling at Drake right now. You know, like yes. everything gets skewed towards Millie as though she's the one who's fucking up repeatedly. I mean, do I still think our like 
thoughts on the stereotype of Millie Bobby Brown being like a very precocious child star become kind oh, of young. Don't put me in monster. a room with Millie Bobby Brown. I yeah. probably couldn't stand that girl. But I feel sympathy for her. Yeah, no, I don't. I know. I don't want to take away from that. But yeah, this is stupid. She's a child star. She's probably insufferable. This is stupid because this is clearly like somebody from her teen. Her team requested this asset and like didn't watch it before they put it up yeah. or something like that because That's if there are like twelve year old fans being like Millie, you're clearly not using anything on your face right now. You're clearly not washing your face with anything except for air. Then it would be obvious to an adult as well. And let's not even get into the fundamental problem of a little kid teaching you how to care for your skin. Kids should not be worried about skincare. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> think kids should be releasing skincare lines. Go play. <laughs> How old do you think Millie Bobby Brown is, Bobby? 14? Okay. Okay, I don't know. I'm just 13? I, okay. How you old just, is she? You make her seem 6 with that statement. <laughs> Go play. She's 15. Go play. Why are you worried about your skin? She works. She's a working woman. Uh, you're a kid. It just make that the, just fundamentally no, but it's makes you very depressed. But I'm no, but you're right. Like a, any any kids from the age of like mm, like 2 to like 12 it's like your skin is not like your skin is you know perfect it's extremely like um what's the <laughs> sex in the city episode with kat dennings as the like the young bat girl getting bat mitzvah yeah. and she's like and samantha says something like she's not jealous of these kids who grew up so fast because at least sam had a she had something they'll never had which is a childhood Ugh, that's you know? so condescending but sure that's what I feel here. I feel like Samantha Jones looking at Kat Dennings. Yeah, well, that's that's incredible that oh, you feel that God. way. <laughs> Your brain is poisoned. Now you can. Now you can. Instead of feeling sympathy for Millie Bobby Brown, as I told you to five minutes ago, feel sympathy for me, please. Yeah, I, I know. Think I feel feel bad for Bobby does. slash Samantha Jones. <laughs> I watched the penultimate. I'm almost done with the rewatch. I watched An American Girl in Paris Part Une last night. You did? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm almost done. I've got one left. An American Girl in Paris, part deux. Hi, my gay boys. I just realized, like, I don't think, I don't know if we've ever talked about Soleil Moon Fry. And I don't know that she's up to anything exciting, but I do feel like she is a who that deserves attention, just like any other. Justice for Soleil. Thank you. Goodbye. My first response is, why would we talk about Soleil Moon Fry? But then my next one was, you're right. I don't think we've ever talked about Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah, why? I think this is a totally fair question. It's like, why haven't we ever talked about Soleil Moon Fry? Soleil Moon Fry famously... Uh, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. But that's Who like... was the worst... Speaking of precocious nightmare children, Punky <laughs> Brewster's the OG. But or was is she it Beaver? Like, one was of those she kids. like annoying Ugh. though in real life? No, I'm saying the character of Punky Brewster, I could not deal with that show. Like in reruns, obviously, when we were growing up and it would be on and I'd be like, oh, culture has taught me that this is an iconic children's show. And I watch it and I was like, this show drives me mad. I prefer the show where the kid was a robot over Punky Brewster. Small Wonder. I love that. Small Wonder is one of those shows that to me only exists like because of I Love the 80s. I have no experience with it outside of that. Soleil Moon Fry, Punky Brewster, what is she up to? She really did become like she did that run where she was like in Maxim a few times where they were like Punky Brewster's boobies you know like they really like <laughs> she really had that moment she was so young in the 80s that by the time it was the two 2000s she was still pretty young 
it was creepy. She was like 20. But it was creepy, though, that, no, that culture creepy. did that to her. Like, it was very like the Olsen twins turn 18 That's countdown clock. I know. But I guess this caller is like, what's she up to now? What's Soleil Moonfry up to? She's going to be on uh, the Peacock. As Punky She's going to be in the reboot of Punky Brewster I on wish NBC's Peacock streaming thing. doing this. I really... Don't I? You think I don't wish they you were? Well, you know why they're doing this? Because fucking Netflix Full House is like the most watched show on the on the planet. More people watch Candace Cameron Burr being like, hey, uh, gotta go to Costco. There's too many people in this house. It's like, what do they say on that show? I had to stop watching that. Nightmare they say show. we gotta go to Costco. There's too many people in this house. I wrote that show. Um, the whole thing. I wrote all of it. Every word. Kimmy, why do you still live next door? <laughs> That's what happens. And they were like, well, everyone watched Full House. Everyone must have the same investment in the characters on Punky Brewster. But don't you so feel let's like do that. Punky Brewster is like way less adaptable than Full House. Of course she is. Like she's, That's exactly what I if think. If they're going to be like, oh, Punky Brewster as an adult is going to have to be like similar to Punky Brewster as a kid. Whole, we're going to have a real problem here. The that, whole point of the house, the whole point of Full House is that it's a full house. There's a lot of people in that house. Right. Punky Brewster, I don't know who else was there except that dog. And that dog is dead. And so is the grandfather or whatever. The grandfather He's dead is too. dead. So it's just Punky. <laughs> But it says, okay, here's from the the New NBC. What is this from the New York Post? I'm sure everyone. She's wrote a forty-something single mother of three. Okay, and then it says we assume her dog Brandon is long gone. So everyone in Punky Brewster's life is dead again. She was an orphan, and now they're all dead again for the second time. And, and she's now a she's 40 a single year mother old of three. Mother, Punk, uh, Soleil Moonfry, iconic name, is also a mother. She has four kids, and she, I think, was the. OG, I'm going to give her this title, the OG weird child namer, like before Apple, before... I mean, to be fair, the OG weird child namer is Punky is Soleil Moonfry's parents, but... Truly. So her kids are named Jagger Joseph Blue Goldberg. I love that they all have to have Jewish, the most typical Jewish last name. She could not get rid of that. Lyric Sunny Rhodes Goldberg, Poet Sienna Rose Goldberg, and Story Goldberg. Goldberg really ruins this for her. She should have given them Moonfry, you know? I think Goldberg is a good name. Do you think it is? Yeah. There's nothing that jolts you back to reality than Poet Sienna Rose Goldberg. <laughs> it's really funny to me. Like, you can be all you want creative, but you got to slap Goldberg at the end of there. And I'm just like coming right back to knowing you're Jewish. <laughs> Jagger Joseph Blue Goldberg. The names are like anesthesia when you count backwards. And it's like count backwards from ten, but then you don't you don't fall into anesthesia because it's like Jagger, Joseph, Blue, Goldberg, and then a, you're awake again. I'm like Goldberg. <laughs> you have here. She hangs out with celebrities who are more famous in the '90s. This is hilarious. Yeah, I looked at her and I did like an Instagram audit, which I love, where you just like look at every Instagram caption until you can't stand it. And I didn't have to go very far back to have her literally wishing everyone. She wishes people happy birthday, which is fine. Like. What else is Instagram for? You it's know, the, it's at this the point? literal opposite of of Josh Gad. You is wishing people death day. Yes, the, your birthday instead of death day. Right. So, so in the past, like let's say, like six months that I look at her, in, six months back that I went on her Instagram, she's missed. She's wished Stephen Dorff a happy birthday. <sighs> she's wished Rachel Zoe a happy birthday. She's wished Mandy Moore a happy birthday. And my favorite, her best friend apparently is Rebecca Gayhart. Like, who knew? My Leo sister, Rebecca Gayhart Dane, 
Happy, happy birthday. I love celebrating life with you, my incredible friend. You are a true lion, so fiercely loyal, funny, and always protecting those you love. Full of humor, warmth, and no judgment. You let others completely be themselves, and I love you forever, and I don't know. We'll see what's left. We can understand what's <laughs> I next. cut that off. Sorry, it was boring. You cropped it. Um, she, she talks about Rebecca Gayhart a lot, but the the other, like, you know, I took a dark turn. Like, I was, like, going through her, and I and she go, she had an Instagram where she wrote, so much fun with you, Marissa Rabisi. Friends for over 20 years. Love you, sweets. Tahoe days, Tahoe nights. And I'm like, Marissa Rabisi, like Giovanni Rabisi's twin and Beck's ex or like Beck's wife. And you're I right. I didn't know that her and Beck had literally gotten a divorce this year, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Because she is one of the Rabisis, meaning she's a Scientologist. And Beck is a longtime Beck Scientologist. Beck is a Scientologist too. But apparently he's not a Scientologist anymore. And Wait, no one isn't? really... I didn't know that. Well, no one really talked about this, but when they got a divorce, all the blinds wrote about that he was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Oh wait, he is working through some trauma that happened to him when he was a child. He this was assaulted by an adult member the of blinds. the church. Yeah, it has impacted him his entire life. His wife insists that he talk to someone in the church about it, but the church is the one that protected the abuser. Oh my god! Right, so like that's what people are saying. But it's he's like they were together for twenty years. No, they were together <sighs> for like a really long time, and they have kids and all that, and and they broke up this year. And people are saying slash the blinds are saying that it's because of this reason. I mean. I don't know, but it seems not unlikely that he wouldn't get a divorce because he's like Scientology's whack as hell. And her her family is like, aside from like Travolta, like the OG Scientology Hollywood family. The Rabisis. But Soleil Moonfry is not a Scientologist. No, she's just friends with one, Marissa Rabisi. Yes. And she's also in it. Like, what's funny about Soleil Moonfry is you were like, what's she up to? And then the answer was like, kind of a lot. <laughs> You know, I'm. I can see like she's going to be in a new Hallmark movie or whatever this is. Is it it's Lifetime? A lifetime, lifetime Christmas movie. movie called Staging Christmas. I'm not sure like the staging part of it. Oh, I'll, let me read it to you. Oh, it's you would love this. Lori stages homes for a living. <laughs> what a great industry! Underrepresented industry. Do you think that like these Lifetime movies, like they will go through every single job? Like it'll just be yeah. like a Lifetime movie. Plot's summary begins on LinkedIn. It's like Lindsay fixes radiators for a living. You know, like... <laughs> like trades make for Love really easy puns. But what you if know? you work in like cop advertising? That's not as fun. What if you work in like... So, you know, or social work. And that's all. Um, these it's all work. Fun. Okay. It's Lori fun. stages homes for a living and her busiest season is Christmas. Though she normally only stages homes that are for sale. Also, God, it's like we're already in the Candace weeds. Cameron Bure worked in advertising in that Christmas one that we watched last year. I two know, years that's ago. True. They always work in advertising. She's intrigued when a wealthy widower named Elliot, who's played by George Stoltz, <laughs> asks her to stage his home for the holidays to cheer up his daughter, Maddie. As Lori starts remaking Elliot's home, she finds that Maddie isn't the only one in desperate need of the Christmas spirit. Is that like, in other words, like dick or something? <laughs> like Christmas. No, I think that's just the line they have to put in every single Lifetime or Hallmark Christmas movie. As Lori Someone's spends in desperate need of the more Christmas and more spirit. time with Elliot and Maddie, she starts to feel like a part of the family. While she was initially hired to stage to simply stage the perfect Christmas in their house, she ends up creating it for the father and daughter in every way imaginable. Oof. The weird thing about this movie is that Jaleel White is in it, a.k.a. Urkel, but he's not the mm -hmm. romantic lead. He's just like somehow in it, but it's unclear maybe what she's, he is. Maybe he's her boss. Maybe he's like a friend. <laughs> Soleil Moon Fry shared the first photo from Staging Christmas on her Instagram and Rebecca Gayhart responded, heart, heart, heart. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, they're best friends. So what else is Soleil doing? She Literally, that's not even it. 
Well, she was for a couple minutes um, the host of this own show called Homemade Simple, but she no longer hosts it. Now it's hosted by Muhammad Ali's daughter. Layla. And I was like, Layla Ali. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's had two hosts. No, it's had more than two hosts. Would you like to know who else has hosted Homemade Simple? I mean, I have, now I have to know. I got to show you this. Oh, you're, che- you're texting me this? You love like yeah, check look. your text for a reveal. You know who hosted 35 episodes from 2011 to 2013? Who? You. Me. Who? Paige Davis. You mean Paige Page. Davis. Page Page. Page. <laughs> Page, Page it is always everywhere comes back lately. To Page Page. Page Page is everywhere lately. Wow. So we um, made our way from yeah. Soleil Moonfry, where is she, to Page Page. To Page Page. Incredible. This show, it never stops amazing. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. This is Kirsten, longtime listener, uh, couple time caller. I am calling because I just saw a commercial for a very Brady renovation and it nearly made me fall out of my chair because I was like, what is this? Um, can you please explain, uh, this new show with the Brady's on HGTV? Um, I know that Brady Bunch is obviously a them, but clearly all the cast members are who's, right? Right? Okay, that was my cat. I don't know if you heard her meowing. Um, so yeah, if you could please talk about what I just saw, um, I would appreciate it. Thanks. Me and Grace. Bye. It's funny that you call about this now because I feel like I've been in the process of hearing Bobby explain this show for the past full week. Like, he just keeps bringing it up and being like, can you believe a very Brady renovation works this way? And I'm like, I actually don't know how it works at all. To be fair, I would not have watched this show. I would have maybe watched it. I definitely, no, I probably, I wouldn't have watched it if I didn't. uh, I was was a guest on uh, Extra Great, the TV podcast by Tara Ariano and Dave Cole. It was really fun. But my assignment was to watch a very Brady renovation. And it was sort of excruciating. Which is weird coming from someone who loves HGTV. I watch so much HGTV on the flight. And you would and think that like mixing an HTV, HGTV sensible show with a nostalgia show would be like right in your wheelhouse. And But the problem is, which I explained on Extra Hot Great, but I will do again here. No, please is explain that, it again. Don't please don't assume that people are going to go listen to a different No, 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 podcast. I know, I know. But um, thank you. I just feel crazy for saying things again, but whatever. So... The problem with this show is that it's sort of like HGTV All-Stars. You have 
too many cooks in the kitchen, and I don't really say that lightly or as a joke. The um the hosts are the Property Brothers, yes. So Jonathan and Drew Scott. Zoe mm-hmm. Deschanel has not showed up yet. Can't make but a show without have, them, apparently. But then you have the the hosts of Good Bones, uh, Mina and Karen, and Good then you bones. have the hosts of Restored by the Ford, the Restored by the Fords, which are the brother and sisters who make the same minimalist house or mid century modern wannabe minimalist house in every single episode. Then you have Hidden Potential, which I've never seen. Her name is Jasmine Roth. I've never seen her before. And then there's Flea Market Flip Queen and recently canceled Lara Spencer is there too. And so <laughs> recently canceled all- Lara Spencer. <laughs> yes. So recently canceled Lara Spencer is also in the house. Sure. But the thing is, where else is the, she supposed the- to go? And then you have the original, the, the surviving cast members of oh, Brady that's Bunch. Bleak. Yeah. To be. To be fair, they got all of them, which is cool. They did get well, Greg, Marsh, not, Peter, Jan, well, Bobby, and If Cindy. they're not dead, they're not busy. Okay, right. let's be real. So that, that's, that's Sorry, true. if they're not dead, they're not busy. But the way that it, the conceit of the show is fucking crazy. So they buy this house that went up for sale last year. And it's the house that served as the facade of a Brady Bunch. Anyone who has seen the show A Brady Bunch understands that the house that you see on the credits and in every establishing shot is not the house they shot the show in because that's not how television works. Also, the house they shot the show in is enormous and the house you see on the street is tiny. Can so I be rude and just say you're sense. giving people a lot of credit? Like you're giving people a lot of credit. But every They keep saying throughout the show over and over again, they'll be like, America thinks this is the house. We have to make it look like the house. And it's like, America doesn't think that no one thinks that the ceilings in the Brady Bunch show are like 30 feet high what are you talking about so they basically (laughs) because this house is just like some normal little house that has nothing to do with the Brady Bunch house as we saw it on television for like four years they have to gut it and build a new two-story structure next to it so they're not just renovating the house they're just building a brand new house with that has the same facade because it's like a fun house thing like they don't match so that's the point of the show and each of the hgtv hosts has some other sort of task you know like they're the person who goes to the flea market they're the people who like have the design eye they're the people who would do whatever but it's too many people and also the thing that drives me crazy it's very like the later seasons of arrested development where clearly everyone had conflicting schedules there's too many people and they had to shoot everyone separately right so it constantly feels like they're frankensteining the show together based on who was available when they are it just they is definitely like, are it's not fun to watch the whole time you're watching it you're just like you're distracted by how much of a clusterfuck the whole thing was you know i mean they're clearly just making money they're they're gonna have this be place that people can go visit it's gonna be like an that's attraction yeah right and so, so they're just filming a show to make a, an attraction and they're like oh well you know this is this will serve this purpose as well the first episode got eight million viewers the second episode got two million viewers um so it seems like it, that's a pretty significant drop but I think people are going to be Instagramming this house for the foreseeable future once it's open to the public. Right. Also, well, they... I mean, that's the I think it's like, well, we might as well just have this show while we make this house. It's like two money making. It'll things. be on like Verbo or something like yeah. you can rent it. Oh, no, I think it'll be actually an attraction you can go visit. But they're doing Maybe. they're doing a sweepstakes where you can live in it for a week or something. But the other thing about the house is that it's ugly like to promote it. Yeah. It's just an ugly house because they're making it look like a 70s TV house 
which number one was lit completely differently when it was on stage. Number two, we watched it on televisions like it's desaturated. It's weird. So when you see the real colors, it looks dull and gross and everything's too big because it's used for television. It's like, yeah, but people, but people want to feel like they're in the set. So like they're going to do it the exact same way as uh, it was on ugly. the show. Like they're, yeah, ugly. I mean, of course it, yeah, of in the first episode, they'll show like the 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 actual architects who designed it. Like the property builders aren't doing anything; they're just following instructions. It's right. like me cooking a recipe from Blue Apron or Green Chef or something. It's like it's I didn't make, I didn't develop this. Yeah. So there, like the more interesting thing is how did these fucking architects do the weird magic of turning an impossible set into an actual house and that is completely glossed over they just suddenly have the blueprints and you're like okay but how which do we sucks get because it's so much of like what's interesting about this the technical stuff this thing is how it how they're gonna do it that's disappointing it sort of sticks to the hgtv formula of like wanting to see a house at the end of every episode like wanting a reveal but the problem is the reveals are ugly like you want when you want to see a reveal on like flip or flop or whatever it is or property brothers it's like you at least see a house that is meant for living in and this is not meant for living in so it kind of ruins the whole fun of hgtv you know sure like i'm not looking at a house and being like ew gross i would never live there or like ooh, i love this i'm inspired by this little design it's the element. same house i'm every watching time. it being like it's the fucking same thing every time and also this is not a house i want to live in it's a nostalgia play it's you know who are we kidding but the, like but it's... the dip in re- ratings makes me think that people were, are onto them and they're like no anyway that's very brady renovation and also it. yes all of them are who's every remaining brady is a who <laughs> it's really true actually hi who weekly so Wendy Williams is accusing Christy Brinkley of fake breaking her arm so that Christy Brinkley's daughter, Sailor, I really want to say Sailor Moon, but it's not that, Sailor something else, can take her spot on the show and become famous a la like Yolanda Hadid making her daughters famous supermodels through putting them on reality TV. I'm 100% on Team Wendy. I'm wondering what you think. Also, is Christy Brinkley a who or a them? She was definitely a them in the 80s, but I'm wondering if she is a who now. Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. This, I just want to say before we even say what happened, this is an example. You're like, why do you guys care about Wendy Williams so much? Why do you talk about her so much? This is an example of why Wendy is at the top of her game and no one else can compare. Literally, Wendy is up in the sky and everyone else is just like scro- just scrounging for bits seriously in terms of everyone, gossip reporting. every gossip site every gossip show is just aggregating other people's reports like from the tabloids yeah. and Wendy is literally saying Chrissy Brinkley is faking her <laughs> wrist injury so that she can let her daughter on Dancing with the Stars that based on nothing genius no it's genius and now every other every other gossip publication is reporting that as yeah, though because this is a new rumor. But it's, it's just so Wendy's thoughts. Funny. It, it's so funny. It's so like fun and smart and hilarious. And like who the fuck cares whether it's true or not? It's great. And <laughs> exactly. Wendy herself says That's in the clip, the please play this clip too, like as much as you can. Because in the clip, Wendy says that she presented this conspiracy to her like people, her like hot topic, like writer's room or whatever. And everybody was like, Wendy, no. <laughs> she was like, I don't the care. The audience while she's talking about this <laughs> is losing their minds. They can't so- believe it. Dancing with the Stars called Christy Brinkley and said, do you want to dance and with the stars? And so she said, yes. So after she got off the phone, that's when she plotted her schedule. Now look, so my thought is that she said, look, sailor, here's what we're gonna do. 
I'm gonna go to a few of these practices. I'm gonna go on the Good Morning America and line up with everybody else, get all the press and stuff. You know, I'm gonna walk around looking hot and sexy, and then I'm gonna play like I broke something. And, and she did break something, allegedly. Although, Christy, I must tell you, there wasn't a believing person in my entire bureau meeting this morning. When I presented my case, everyone was like, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So Christy Brinkley is on Dancing with the Stars, but before she could even like get on the show to perform, she, she falls rehearsals. and breaks her wrist. They have footage of her falling and breaking her wrist, and let me tell you, it does not look like she broke her wrist. It's just wrist it, and shoulder. Wrist it, and shoulder. Uh, watch the clip. I mean, watch the clip. Like, she doesn't even really land on the right wrist that she's talking about having broken. So, Wendy... Wendy makes her claims, which you've heard. Wendy says, that looks point. fake as hell. She looks at that clip and she says, that looks fake as hell. I didn't see I didn't see a wrist and a shoulder being fractured, but that was real cute. Here's my thought. Dancing with the Stars called Chrissy Brinkley and she said yes. And after she got off the phone, that's when they plotted her schedule. In my opinion, I think what Chrissy did was she signed up for Dancing with the Stars knowing she'd put her daughter Sailor in there. So we talked Wendy, about Sailor also in the past. Yeah, Sailor Brinkley-Cook, who mm -hmm. is the stepsister of iconic um billy joel your billy friend. joel's daughter alexa ray, joel. <laughs> alexa ray joel remember they were in all in sports illustrated and it was like yeah, of course a how very, could I forget? it was a, my favorite sports illustrated spread of all time <laughs> it, was, it was upsetting so it was I, still I this is my favorite part this is uh, a people report brinkley yeah. denied williams's theory in an exclusive interview with people this is actually extremely sad yeah quote i'm totally shocked because i've been there for wendy williams this is so weird she said bursting into tears on no. the phone with people oh, i have to give her a call i'm really stunned in a statement issued to good morning america before williams remarks brinkley joked showbiz is all about getting a break and sailor and i both got one on dancing with the stars this season sailor joined the cast when i got mine ouch somebody stopped me it hurts to laugh she's fine i still Did you i don't say care somebody Christ stop me like like christy, the mask <laughs> christy brinkley's tears are not distracting me from the truth okay so but what's funny is that like just, all of this what's I funny just, is all of this i just love wendy so then blind a blind gossip did have like a moment where they wrote about it and they said um which i thought was interesting um, she's been trying to get her daughter into the limelight for five years now. While she's not happy Obviously. about being injured, she is positively giddy that this is her daughter's chance to be exposed to a nat national audience and make a name for herself. She's been using the same line for everyone. For everyone, my big break is her big break. Oh my God, that is so good. That was written by someone in PR. Yeah. Absolutely. So they're saying, so what paid blind goss is saying, which is like probably closer to the actual truth than what Wendy is saying is that it wasn't planned. It just happened and it's fucking delightful. <laughs> like that's so it's like me trying to get out of a field hockey practice when I was in high school. So like oh. you hurt yourself slightly and you're like, oh no, like I cannot play field hockey well, today. Oh, the way I got out of football practice um excuse me played, what practice i played every i played every sport in middle school are you kidding um football the, the, oh which, yeah i never like i never like played but i did the practice they which, always set me out they never put me on the field are you kidding no which, they never put me out there which 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 role were you which position i don't even remember which position did you are. play whichever one is meant to do the least that's what they did <laughs> but 
when I really didn't want to go to football practice in the summer, I would say, because I didn't really do anything at football practice anyway. I just kind of stood there. You kind of like, run around. You kind of run around with your like dumb shoulder pads on. Um, I would I would lay the foundation for my sick day the day before. Yes, And sure. I'd be like, oh, I'm not feeling very well. Ugh. Like fake cough. Yeah. And then after school, I'd be like, I got to go home. I got to, I can't go to football practice. Yeah. My parents would be like, okay, okay. <laughs> Gets on the computer. Yes, I'm home. <laughs> so I was what in, do we think? Yeah. Wait, same with, what? No, just same with field hockey. Everybody would get shin splints. And I fi- figured out what that was. And I was like, I have those. <laughs> <laughs> What are they? Mm, unclear, but I have them. Okay, so Mom, my schlins—they're splinting. They're splinting. <laughs> Shit splints—they hurt. So Wendy is not lying, but also not telling the truth. But she's also not lying, but she's also probably true. Like there's truth here. Is what I think. Wendy knows what's going on here and sees the truth. Maybe she's exaggerating with like that she did it on purpose, but who knows? Maybe she did. And also, Christy Brinkley. Who are them? One, two, three. Them, them I think. Ba- yeah. ba- barely Sailor Brinkley Cook that is not, name uh, that name uh, is just so themy yeah that yeah but it I would think be so funny if she got kicked off like immediately <laughs> she won't she won't what if she won she might is no. Sean Spicer gone yet please be Ugh, gone I think he might be gone I don't know I haven't watched it you think I watched that cursed show and with that we are done for the day oh my goodness what a great episode of who's there if you have more questions, comments, concerns, call us at 619-WHO-THEM. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your reviews. They're so important to us. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes every other week and a weekly Uh-oh. newsletter. Uh, what else is there to say? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Let's buy tickets this. to our live show. I got the tickets. Bye. See you on Tuesday. Bye. Let's buy tickets to, our, bye. tickets to our live show. Bye. Hi, thanks for calling. I need to do some dead air to get someone off my back, so I'm using this voicemail box to pretend I'm talking to someone while I am not moving. All right, thank you.